You're listening to Title Theme from Flying Warriors, released in February 1991, composed by Shunichi Mikami and Yuki Kumi. What's up, BG Maniacs? Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show this week, some might say he's a stuffed turkey. It's Frank. Oh boy, after Thanksgiving, I definitely will be. After Thanksgiving, you will be, but we still have one day to go until we get to Thanksgiving. One day more. We can't, uh, we can't pig out yet on the turkey and the cranberry and the pumpkin pie. That's not till tomorrow. But until we get to that, what you could do, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and review. It'd really help us out in terms of visibility so that way our show continues to grow. Remember, real quick, all that housekeeping stuff out of the way as we get ready for the guests on Thanksgiving Day. We are on Patreon now, patreon.com forward slash RPG era. You can head over there, find out the tiers that we're trying to do. Uh, support us if you want to. We are closing in on $100. That's pretty impressive. I'm forever grateful to everyone that has pledged so far. I promise that the smoke sesh will return. Uh, it's been on It's been on a break, I guess. Well, I didn't do it the last two weeks as I've tried to... Catch the next on one's gonna be glorious. Oh, man, I don't know. I I, I guess I, w- I likely will do one this Sunday. It's a very extended weekend, and I certainly don't need to catch up on sleep. So we've just been recording podcasts late as of as of late, and uh, I haven't been sleeping much before I get up and go to work the next day. So it's been tough as we try to cram all this stuff in, but that's okay. Patreon.com again forward slash RPG era. You can see what we're doing. And we are on the correct YouTube address now, youtube.com forward slash RPG era. I don't think we've said that yet on the show either. So that is a huge positive. And like, quick shout comment, out subscribe. To, yes, of course. Uh, quick shout out to our Patreon executive producers. Currently, we have Severin, Joe the Chode, Jexax, and Zanku. So thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate it. I like all four of those people. Yeah, those four people are fantastic. So thank you guys so freaking much. Frank, it is the end of the month. It is time for a nice spread. As Again, we get ready for Thanksgiving on Thursday. We have a nice spread of radio hour music, an eclectic mix. We, well, not we, you... (laughs) 
for your for your list um hit up the game award nominees apparently yeah i leaned really heavy into that um because there's some good music out there I could tell because you've messaged me and you're like, yeah, between you and I, we've covered the spectrum on on the Game Awards nominee. And I was like, really? Because that's not even what I was trying to go for. And I didn't even I didn't even do that, like knowingly thinking that you were going to do that. So (laughs) it just this is the first radio hour that we've gotten a chance to play something from that particular game, which we'll get to later uh, because it didn't fit last month because of the spooky radio hour. So and the game came out in September. But I'm excited about today's playlist. I think we have a really solid list of 14 tracks, and we kicked things off. Speaking of executive producer Zanku, he actually sent me an email earlier this month, and I'm a piece of crap. I never responded to this email, so Zanku, this might be the first time you're hearing that I actually got your email. I did. Um, I I really just, I, I have a hard time responding to correspondence sometimes. Um... I did get it, though, and I appreciate everything that you said to me. Um, I'm not going to read your entire email because there is a lot of personal stuff in here that I'm not really going to get into, but I will read the middle part of your email that you talk about BG Mania, and you actually made some requests for this episode of Radio Hour, so let's check this out. I have a couple of submissions for BG Mania. I wanted to submit from games you haven't chosen anything from yet. The first game is Flying Warriors from NES. This is a game that I picked up from my local video rental solely based on the cover art. I was really into superheroes when I was a kid. It is a mix between a platforming and fighting game with a tiny smattering of RPG. It probably isn't the greatest game, but I enjoyed it enough to rent it so many times I probably could have bought it. The song I chose from this game is the title screen. And then we have a little bit more from him in terms of BG Mania because we have a closeout track that he picked as well. We'll save the rest to read when we get to there. Um, I have not played Flying Warriors. Have you, Frank? I haven't even heard of it, which is pretty weird because I've heard of just about every NES game since I was an avid collector. Um, but I like that song. That was a, what a good track to open up with. Yeah, great track. I I looked into it a little bit. Flying Warriors, uh, it released in 91 here in North America. Developed and published by Culture Brain, which I am not familiar with. And um, that sounds super ultra familiar to me. Um, wow. Well, they they did the uh, they did the baseball simulator series that we may have seen a few games from. I know them from the Little Ninja Brothers and such. Uh, Little Ninja Brothers. Uh, okay, yeah, they fan. that super the Chinese hero series that they yeah. did. Um, because I looked on the Wikipedia to see if like they operated under a different name, and they did back in the in the eighties as Nihon Game Corporation, but it doesn't look like there's any ties to Nihon Falcom, because you know how some companies would have multiple publishing names back in the day. I just wanted to see if maybe oh, yeah. that was somebody's uh, suedo name or whatever. I honestly got to pick something from Super Ninja Boy one of these days because it's one of those games on I have on Super Nintendo that I really, really loved. One of the rarities where Frank actually played an RPG all the way through. Oh, yeah? Actually, uh, I actually was just watching something where that game was featured. I think it might have been some sort of compilation video. I don't remember. But uh, if, if you haven't before, it's, it's worth it. Like I, it's, the, it's one of the best games I've ever played. I really do like this title theme, though. It's very heroic, right? It's very... Fitting, yeah. <laughs> fitting of of a game that deals somewhat or very 
heavily with superheroes. Um, he's right. Looking at the box art, I mean, it looks like a cover art that I could have saw you, Frank, gravitating toward back in the uh, in the eighties and nineties. These, yeah, you know, well, like I'm, I'm looking at myself right now. <laughs> it looks like something you would have definitely picked up at a at a local store as well. <laughs> it's crazy. I flew under the radar. Was that a joke? Because it's called Flying Warriors. I'm not that clever. No, oh, yeah, no, you're not. But. Uh, We've got a good episode today. We have a fun radio hour planned. We also have a bonus episode going up. Frank and I have yet to record that episode. Hopefully we'll get it done here in the next day or so, because I'd like to post the episode on Thanksgiving Day if possible. We're going to be focusing on the Star-Lord original album within Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which should be a lot of fun. Um... That'll be up for patrons here in the next few days, again, hopefully on Thanksgiving Day. It'll also be released here on the podcast feed as well, but again, it'll be for, uh, it'll be locked behind that subscription fee of of $5, just like it is on Patreon, so uh, you do have options if you want to check out the episode. Do it, spend Thanksgiving with us. Spend Thanksgiving with your lovely hosts from BG Mania, because you might be the only company I have on Thanksgiving. (laughs) Anyway, we'll Skype uh, in. Nah, I don't need to be Skyped into the uh, to the Frank family feast, the triple F. Be, it is going to be madness. I'm dreading it already. <laughs> Frank, let's kick to your first three tracks here on this radio hour. You have two picks from games that are nominated for some sort of award. I think Deathloop is up for Game of the Year and Soundtrack of the Year. Uh, Cyberpunk. I don't soundtrack remember. of the Year. Is it just Soundtrack of the Year? I know it's not up for Game of the Year. And then you got a nice little throwback there sandwiched in between. We'll be right back after checking out these three. You're listening to The Revenant from Deathloop, released September 14th, 2021, composed and performed by Eric Talaba and Jeff Cummings. I'm rising from my shallow grave And I'm holding my switchblade
You're listening to Terrible Beat, otherwise known as the boss music from The Revenge of Shinobi, released December 2nd, 1989, composed by Yuzo Koshiro. Listening to Never Fade Away, performed by Samurai from Cyberpunk 2077. Released December 10th, 2020, composed by, and I'm gonna butcher this, Matthias Barjid, David Sandstrom, Christopher Steen, and P.T. Adams. I know that last one was bad.
coming back in. We are talking about The Revenant from Deathloop. This is actually funny because this is the first I'm hearing anything from Deathloop's soundtrack. I've still not played this game yet. Um, it is something that I kind of want to get around to before the you know end we, of the we year were, for we so award we season. We heard this is coming out. So. At, at one point we were, like years ago, but then we kept seeing the same stuff over and over and over again and the same trailers, and I just lost all excitement about this game, and I was convinced. I mean, we talked about it on max level. I, it wasn't just me. We were all convinced that this game was going to come out and just be like a 70 on Metacritic and just suck. And then it's like one of the top-rated games of the year. <laughs> Great though, you know. Like, I haven't played it yet, but I, I, my 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 hype never dissipated. I just was uh, what's the word? Um, poor. I feel that. I mean, I'm certainly poor at the moment. Uh, doing a quick search for Deathloop on the Game Awards website, I actually really like that this is a feature this year on the website. Um, you can see all the awards that Deathloop is currently nominated for. So we have eight. It's nominated for best action game, best performance, best audio design. Best Score and Music, which is Best Soundtrack, Best Art Direction, Best Narrative, Best Game Direction, and Game of the Year. Pretty impressive. Um, I listened to the whole soundtrack, and it is pretty solid. I like this track. It's very old-sounding, like old-timey-sounding a little bit, like the early days of rock and roll. So I like the way this sounds. Uh, you know, this was done and performed by Eric Talaba and Jeff Cummings. I actually think this is a really strong track. I'm interested to hear more, and I'm still intrigued to play this game. Like I say, it is the style of game that I'm not a huge fan of. It is a shooter-type game, but I think the story probably would bring me in. At least I hope so. When it wins Game of the Year this year, I'm sure it'll pick up more traction. I don't know that it will win Game of the Year this year. It's a yeah, pretty strong category I, I, for Game I of know. the Year this year. It, it's up against Resident Evil Village, which was just freaking amazing. Well, not only that, but it's up against Ratchet & Clank, it's up against Psychonauts 2, Metroid Dread, and It Takes Two, which <laughs> I actually think Kyle might be right. Solid field. I think Kyle might be right in that It Takes Two does take Game of the Year. I think that is a, a very strong possibility. That'll probably win Family Game of the Year. <laughs> better been more than that from what I understand. Your middle track is taking us all the way back to 1989 and the lovely, lovely sounds of my favorite composer of all time, Mr. Yuzo Koshiro. You decided to bring us another track from The Revenge of Shinobi. Well done. We've only, we've only ever picked one from the game, so we definitely have some more pickings along the way. I, th I thought we've picked two from this. this. Nope, this makes no... I looked at the list, maybe it's not updated, but this was there was only one other track on there. It may not be updated. I think the most, uh, the last one we've played from this was like in the last month or month and a half that I haven't updated it since. But you yeah, I think this is our gun. third track we've played from this game. But I know it wasn't this one. This is a great piece of music here. This is obviously the uh, the boss theme in the game. I freaking love this, dude. It's just, it's so classic Kashiro, man. It's so, it's so hard hitting. It's so fast. It shows his mastery of that sound chip. Oh, it's just beautiful. It doesn't overstay its welcome, man. It's only exactly. a minute and 20 seconds of pure excellence. Just just, just a genius putting his work out there and be like, eh, drop the mic. Well, not really dropping a mic because it's just ch chips, but uh, drop the microchip. Maybe he's, maybe he's dropping the microchip or he's dropping the uh, the synthesizer. He's like, bam, done. No. Uh, it's a piece. Those are, those are expensive. You wouldn't want to mess them up. Uh, yeah, I love the soundtrack. Anytime that we get a chance to listen to it here on the show, that's an A-plus in my book. Good pick, good pick. And a, uh, a last-minute substitution, so... 
yeah. Because uh, you know what Frank does. Frank picks tracks that we've already Frank, played. Frank tried to sneak a track in that we've already played from Ratchet and Clank. Uh, the, the one that uh, is the end credits theme. Uh, only because I love Ratchet. I really love Action Clank. It would not surprise you if that wins Game of the Year. I think it has a chance. I do. I think it has a chance. What I uh, don't hope wins Game of... Or, I'm sorry, Soundtrack of the Year is your third uh, pick from Cyberpunk 2077. This is Never Fade Away by Samurai, the in-game band within Cyberpunk 2077. Much like we're going to be doing for Star Lord and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy on the bonus episode of Patreon this month. Again, check it out. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Um, this is a good piece of music. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I love this. I love the way it sounds, and I and I know that. But like, Cyberpunk doesn't deserve any awards yet, in my opinion. But they lost everything. They had to pay the price. Well, sure, but <laughs> I just don't think that with the state that the dude. Thank God it didn't get nominated for Game of the Year. I would have laughed. Um, no, no, it, we could have had Keanu Reeves show up again. Yeah, you know, I want Cyberpunk to be a good game and I'm not saying that it's not already I'm not saying that what's there is not a good game because I know a lot of people have played it a lot of people have loved it and kudos to you but it still doesn't run as it should there's still zero representation on the next generation of consoles and will not be until next year now at the earliest and that's like probably mid next year for cyberpunk the witcher 3 just got kicked to the curb because for some reason they just can't get cyberpunk right And I do hope they do. And when they do, I already own it, and I'm waiting for that free upgrade to the next generation platform. When they do, I hope Samurai goes on tour. I I don't think they will. (laughs) Them and Star Lord, Samurai and Samurai and Star Lord, dual dual bill. I'd be there in a heartbeat. Yeah, I don't. It'd be a cool concert, but I don't foresee it happening. But I do like this. It is very, uh, very rock, very metal, very much a Frank style pick. So can't go wrong with the music. I can't fault the music for being good. I just got to fault the game for being bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go to my next three pick. Well, not my next three, my first three. We're actually going to uh, none of these games are up for anything, maybe. Maybe Death Store's up for something. I'd have to double check. It might be up for uh, for an indie title for Game of the Year, but I think I have three excellent picks coming up. Let's check these out. We'll be right back. You're listening to Avarice from Death Store, released July 20th, 2021, composed by David Fenn.
You're listening to 1027 Applebee's Stew from Haven, released December 3rd, 2020, composed by Danger, otherwise known as Frank Rivoire.
You're listening to the Nemesis' theme from Dead by Daylight, the Resident Evil chapter. Released June 15th, 2021, composed by Michael F. April. In we have Avarice from Death's Door, which is nominated. I did check. It is up for Best Indie Game at the Game Awards. And the Game Awards are uh, December 9th, so roughly two weeks away. And if you're interested, I will be live streaming the Game Awards over at youtube.com forward slash RPG era. I'm looking forward to, first of all, all the awards. That's what the entire night is generally about. But second of all, we're going to have some great announcements. Jeff Keighley is promising 40 to 50 games, not new games, but 40 to 50 games being highlighted during the uh, during the Game Awards. I think that's a, a pretty solid number. And I think he did state we would have the most world premieres so far. It's which... always it's always fun to watch it along with you, Brian. Like, honestly, like that's my favorite thing that we do every year. I enjoy it. I have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, I think the most should put it somewhere in the teens, which is pretty exciting. 
Um, supposedly, we're going to see a lot of stuff coming for, obviously, 2022, like later and beyond. So we should see some some really big, powerful projects. I think we might even get to see Final Fantasy 16 if we're lucky. So I'm excited about the Game Awards this year. We're, we're going to see Suicide Squad. I'm guaranteeing it. I'm excited about the Game Awards this year. Death's Door is a game that we recently talked about. We featured it in one of the episodes last month for our spooky stuff because it does have some some spooky aspects to it and some spooky areas this particular track just blew me away the first time that i heard it dude and this entire soundtrack done by david fenn uh death door is this really fun take on the zelda formula I'm surprised you have yet to pick this up. It's now available everywhere. I'm it's pretty sure it's favorite, on the Switch. It's, it's, my fa- it's, it's my favorite sin out of the, the seven ever. What is that? Oh. <laughs> well, because I know we talked about the game last month when we played the track, and I, I really do want you to jump into this game. I think it would be something you would really, really appreciate and enjoy. Uh, it, it's so much fun, and the soundtrack just, man, it just flows and keeps the entire experience together. It, it's so well done and so fitting. Um, David Fenn did such a good job with that but when this track actually like ramps up there in the middle and the the guitar kicks in and every oh dude it's just it's so good and you don't expect that right because you get like this somewhat not necessarily peaceful but it's 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 a different type of build-up yeah it's a different type of build-up and then you get a little bit of those vocals and then the guitar just comes in and starts shredding I freaking love it it's so good Oh man, what a what a great game. What a fun pick. My middle track comes from a game that I finally decided to give time to because it's going to be disappearing off of Xbox Game Pass on November 30th and I wanted to play it before it did, and that is Haven. Haven came out last December on December 3rd. This is composed by Danger, real name Frank Rivoire. I've played one track from Haven in the past, and I think it may have been on the best of 2020 episode at the end of last year, if I'm remembering correctly, because Haven obviously was, I guess, recognized for its great soundtrack when it released. I don't think it was up for any awards last year because it came out in December, and I'm kind of sad to see it not get any awards this year, since generally December games qualify for the... As the composer of that game, I would like a nice award. (laughs) <laughs> no, different kind, different Frank. Uh, this particular track, 1027 Apple Dew Stew, I really enjoy it. And a majority of the tracks are named with like a time in their name. And that kind of ties into the story that's being told between you and Kay, the guy and the girl in the game. I don't want to give too much away because it is a game that relies heavily on its storytelling and experiencing things firsthand to really appreciate because it is so simplistic it's not really offering up much of a challenge or anything like that um the combat in the game is just kind of there to give you more to do but it is really easy to get by and even if you struggle on a particular encounter you never really are in danger of dying like more often than not, you're able to revive yourself within combat as long as one of one of the two is up. But if for some reason you both get knocked out, you just get sent back to your base, like your home that you live in. You don't actually die. It's not a challenging game, and you just go right back out there and try again after sleeping and eating, because you do have to take care of yourself. 
<laughs> so, so, pretty much, so do you get knocked down, but you get up again? Nothing can really keep you down? Something like that. I think um, there, may, there may have been a band that, that said that at one point. Yeah, yeah they can go thumbs, they can do thumbs some tubs while they're at it. <laughs> this has been my game, though, that I've been putting on at night when I'm in the process of falling asleep. Like, I'll go outside with Avenger. I'll usually smoke one more time. I come back down. I'm usually riding that high for about another hour or so. I usually cuddle into the couch and I put something on. And this game is generally what I've been putting on over the last couple nights. And I've put maybe six hours into it, seven hours probably, counting what I played last night because I didn't look at my game counter, but I think I put about an hour and a half last night. So probably about seven hours into what I think is about a 14 to 15 hour game. Um, I, I oh, just generally done. play for about yeah, an hour. There. Yeah, I'm, I'm about halfway there. I'm not living on the prayer yet, but you can go check oh, out on, our, you, you can go check out Sunset Stripped, which is a brand new music show, radio show, you might, some might say, that Frank and I are kind of doing together. That first pilot episode, which might be a little rough. We'll get better as things in time go on. But uh, that episode will be posting on Saturday, if all goes according to Super fun show. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to do. Four hours. Very long show. But uh, putting about that amount of time into the game each night, I likely will finish it by the time it disappears off of Game Pass on the 30th. Now, I do have a nice four-day weekend coming up thanks to the Thanksgiving holiday here in the United States, so I'll probably finish it on Thursday or Friday. Like, I'm going to be putting a lot of video game time in this weekend, I think. I don't have much else to do. I don't really have anyone to hang out with on Thanksgiving. I'm likely going to go see Justin's family for a little bit, but I'm not going to stay like super long. So I'll be back um, after just a couple hours, I'm sure. Don't do that. Go to Den- go to Denny's and have a meal. What am be I just going to hang out with the old people at Denny's? Be like, how's your Thanksgiving going? Here's mine. Why no, not? I'm fine. Covered each no, other. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I, uh, I don't really have any, like, Black Friday plans. As I mentioned on uh, Sunset Stripped, I will be trying to get, like, a toaster, I think. But that's pretty much the extent of my shopping. Now, I am very interested, however, in uh, what what was on what's on sale right now that I said was worth Guardians the money. Guardians of the Galaxy for 25 bucks. N- no, because I already own that. There was something that I was interested in uh, that Kyle posted. I mean, sure. Let me see. Riders Republic for $25. I actually think is something I might try to scoop up around this Black Friday weekend because that is a game that I would get, you know, just like I did with Forza, like 40 to 50 hours worth of enjoyment out of. And for $25, I can certainly justify that. So, but yeah, that's what I think I'll likely be focusing on for Black Friday. My last pick comes from, as I had a pick last radio hour from Dead by Daylight. I have been in a very big Dead by Daylight kick again lately since moving back or not moving back in with Justin, but since moving in with Justin in August, uh, he still plays DVD pretty consistently and, and it's gotten me to pick it back up and play pretty consistently again. His favorite killer to play as is the Nemesis, which is part of the Resident Evil chapter Stars. of Dead by Daylight. That came out uh, June 15th of this year. Uh, this particular track composed by Michael F. April, as all the music in Dead by Daylight is. I like how they they mixed the, you know, the DVD classic theme that dun, 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 with the Resident Evil music and sounds. It the the composer to Dead by Daylight always manages to capture the feel and the aesthetic of the chapters that they release. The game itself is questionable 
in terms of its ability to run properly and in terms of its ability to be a successful game because the developers just don't seem to care that their game has been taken over by hacking and there's just nothing they're doing about it and it's a big complaint that all the major streamers have about this game and it's something that even as a casual player I run into consistently there's people that I see hacking all the time in this game and it's so sad because hackers this game are the worst is... I mean, they, they ruin everything I love I remember the days playing Halo 3 and these idiots hacking their way across the map not cool bro well, just wait till just... I start hacking in Halo Infinite because you know the game's on PC so I'm guaranteeing there'll be some workable hacks that we'll get stuck with if we're playing on console and these PC players so I'm sure we'll be seeing it in Halo Infinite before too long. Unless, they make, 30, unless, unless they make a 35 and older server, I'm not playing online with anybody. I'm going to play the story. I did see that uh, in, was it CNET that had that article? And, it, yeah. and there is, you know, maybe maybe some truth to that article. But I don't know, man. I like Dead by Daylight. I really have a lot of fun with it. I, I tend to play Survivor over Killer. Um, I get more enjoyment out of that side of the game than I do the Killer side. But... I do have killers that I tend to, you know, pick up and play whenever I feel the need to. I, I'm pretty good on Pig, so she's always one that I'll pick up if I ever feel the need to go slaughter some survivors. But I more like the uh, the gameplay of being a survivor and trying to outplay the killer and, you know, be bold at the same time while not playing scared. So I, uh, I've been really back into it lately, and I likely will have some more picks coming up from DVD because there is a lot of good music in this game that I feel like should be highlighted. It's a fun game. I, I like it. One, one, one of these days I'll pick it back up again. It could be so much better too if they actually just cared more. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't take anything away again from the music. Fantastic piece of music. And really is a cool chapter too. I like that they not only recreated Nemesis as a killer for the game, but you have both Jill and Leon as um, survivors in the game. And you have the entire... Raccoon City Police Department like as as your stage that they put in the game and it's pretty faithfully recreated like if you remember it from the Resident Evil 2 remake you pretty much know where to go in Dead by Daylight because it's oh, that's pretty cool faithful, get... to the most part I definitely gotta get some updates on this game I haven't played it in over a year yeah it's really cool this is a cool chapter I think you would enjoy it because you are a big fan of, of Resident Evil obviously coming after finishing Village recently so you'd probably enjoy this chapter for sure but let's jump to your next three picks. You've got two from, again, games that were nominated for awards at the Game Awards. Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy. And one, and one from the current for, game I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, and one from the game you're playing. So we've got Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that's up for several awards. Near Replicant. It might just be up for soundtrack of the year, maybe RPG, I'm not sure. But we also have Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shiny Pearl in here as well. So let's get to these three. We'll be right back. You're listening to Magus Dream from Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, released October 26, 2021, composed by Richard Jacques.
This is Kyle, and one day you can be too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast, The Media Files. Me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations. Laughs are shared, tears are cried, and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with. Download The Media Files wherever you download podcasts, and remember, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. You're listening to Team Galactic Hideout from Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, released November 19th, 2021, composed by Shota Kagiyama and Junichi Masuda. You're listening to Fleeting Words, otherwise known as the Mermaid Boss theme from Near Replicant, released April 22nd, 2021, composed by Kaigo Hoeshi.
coming back in. We've got Magistream from Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, a game that I started, just have not put much time into since it initially am, came out. I'm six chapters in. Yeah, you're you're way further than me. I think I'm on the second or third chapter. So I played it for a little bit when it first came out and then just never went back to it. I love the original soundtrack to Guardians of the Galaxy. And I can see why it's nominated for an award this year for best original soundtrack. You know, the Star Lord episode, the, the Star Lord album aside, I know that's great. But what all the Richard, licensed songs are great too. You know, all the licensed songs are great too. But what Richard Jacques did here with the original stuff that like persists throughout the chapters when you're playing the game when when you don't have heavy metal and rock blaring through your through your headphones. There's an incredible soundtrack here, dude. And it just, it's very fitting of the Guardians of the Galaxy universe. It's, I love it's, it. It's cinema quality, like, like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Orchestration. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you heard this in Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3 or whatever, that's the next one, right? The next movie yes. that I'm sure we'll get one day. Uh, I wouldn't plus, be, plus, we're getting a Christmas special from them, I think, next year. I wouldn't bat an eyelash at, you know, music like this being in there because it sounds like it could be from theatrical releases of, of Guardians of the Galaxy. So I do enjoy this pick, and it is a game that I want to get back into here. I do. I want to finish it. Uh, I want to give all these games the fair shake that they deserve going into the award season for, you know, not only all the other outlets that are going to be talking about it, but we do our own awards on the Max Level Podcast, and I want to make sure that these games get represented. They're great games. Well, video game people, you gotta win a maxi. Gotta win a maxi. <laughs> we, we're not calling them maxis. <laughs> no, no, I don't think we're gonna be uh, associated with that. <laughs> Your middle track there, I I think is really rad. Now I've not heard anything from Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl yet outside of the music that's been featured in the trailers. I did not pick this up yet. I know you are currently playing through it, right? I am. Uh, it's uh, crazily I've only beaten two gyms, and I've been putting some time into it. It's just that I forgot these are long games. These the, the Diamond and Pearl, and now the the remake. Are they longer than the the normal average Pokemon game? Longer than Sword and Shield, and Sword and Shield was pretty decent. Hmm, that's impressive. I wonder why they started scaling back on the game length. To dumb down the hand-holding, which there's a lot of that that's in this game. I guess that's probably true. Um, this is a game, I, I, I will be picking up the Shining Pearl version, as you own Brilliant Diamond. But uh, I, I want to get into this because I really like the art style. They went with that Link's Awakening chibi style art, and I think it's really cute, and I think it's fitting for a remake like this. There's lots of little things along the way. They just, they've made this game really, really like better than the original. I liked it. I had this on the DS. I, I've had them all. But uh, this is one of the ones I've liked the most. Um, they, they, they even, um, there's an area called the Underground in the game that lets you catch Pokemon from Platinum. Oh, nice. So that's it, cool. So it's, so, so, so it's cool. Like, you know, it's... That's there for everyone. You, know, you said you used to have to buy three versions of the game. Now you only need two, or, or one if you have friends who will trade with you. Right, you trade with me. <laughs> I like that. Uh, this is obviously the Team Galactic hideout here. It which is, which is, is the reason I picked it for one, jazzy as hell. 
too. It's the area I just beat. I was going to say, very jazzy, first of all. Very lively. There is a lot of trumpet solos going on here. I don't know who is on the trumpet, but man, does it just freaking rock. This is composed by Shota Kageyami and Junichi Masuda. Um, I don't know of who's course. on the trumpet. Don't know who's on the trumpet, but man, does it just freaking rock. Uh, I'm looking forward to picking this game up. I likely will will scoop it up sometime next month. Um, I just have to wait to get paid and to where I can afford it. But I'm looking forward to jumping into this one. I hear that. If I didn't have it on pre-order, well, I probably wouldn't have picked it up either. <laughs> I feel that for sure. I did, however, pick up and complete and absolutely loved your final game or you know the game that your track is from near replicant this is called fleeting words otherwise known as the mermaid boss and this was more or less an optional thing that you could do you didn't necessarily have to take it this far you would always cross paths with the character but you didn't necessarily need to go as far as you did um, there's a lot of optional content to be found and to explore within the uh, within the wrecked ship off the coast that this entire storyline within Nier Replicant, and Nier in general, is just a really sad freaking game. Like, both Nier and Nier Automata are, are pretty bleak games, and I think that's just the style that Yoko Taro goes for. I mean, he's, he's incredible at it. Kaiche Okabe always generally knocks it out of the park with the soundtracks for his games. Uh, Emmy Evans is always great on vocals. This particular track was actually done by uh, Kaigo Hoishi, though. This was not Keiichi Akabe. Um, I know I, every word to the song. Well, it's in that chaos language that's not real. So it's beautiful, and it can be interpreted in so many different ways. It's just a gorgeous piece of music for a game that really is bleak. Like, in, in, in the entire near universe is very bleak. And the music oftentimes does a good job, like, portraying this beautiful tragedy, almost, that is the world and everything that's going on. I had the pleasure of seeing a lot of this music live at the Near World Tour in Chicago at the beginning of last year. I had such a good time hearing this live. I don't, this particular track wasn't performed live. Did you have like, one of their hot dogs there? I did not have one of their hot dogs yeah, there. Not, not as good, not as good as mine anyway. No, they, they, I, I will say that, uh, Heavenly Dogs was not catering that, uh, that particular event. <laughs> one day, one day we will. One day you'll be traveling the world with I'll like distant that, worlds I'll, and stuff. I'll, I'll drive my truck out to Magfest. You, no, you, will, you will be no, the no, official. No, not in Baltimore. You imagine the gas it would take you to get out to freaking Maryland, first oh, of all, in that food truck? The, yeah, my, my food truck, which gets like five miles of the gallons. So no, no, thank you. <laughs> you you'd have to like rent a thing to pull your food truck to Maryland. It would be more cost efficient. <laughs> yeah, absolute truth. Oh, man. This is a good pick, though. I Is near, near Replicants up for a soundtrack, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and it's totally worthy of that. I mean, I think that there's a strong chance it could win even like Kaichi Okabe deserves an award at some point I, I think so but you, you do have you have the last pick that is from uh, the uh, Game Awards soundtrack of the year coming up in your next block and I'm pulling for them yeah 
Yeah, that one does kick things off with my next block, and it is a good transition, so we may as well run with it. Oh my let's god, go I did ahead, a good one. Let's go ahead and kick to my last block of three tracks. We've got something from, as Frank just mentioned, The Artful Escape, uh, Halo Infinite, because I'm playing the crap out of that right now, and Shin Megami Tensei Five. And then Frank and I will be right back to close this episode out before we get to Zanku's last pick right after these three. You're listening to All That Glitters Is Not Gold from The Artful Escape, released September 9th, 2021, composed by Johnny Galvatron and Josh Abrahams. Sitting here watching the rain fall upon the morning Sitting here thinking how I'd do it again If I had some warning And I watched the whole thing burst Like a damn ready to blow And when I laid my cards down first I didn't realize I could lose Lose it all Sweet lady, did you know the glitters is not gold? Did you know the glitters is not You're listening to Main Menu from Halo Infinite, released November 15th, 2021, composed by Gareth Coker, Curtis Schweitzer, and Joel Korlitz.
You're listening to Battle Theme V9 from Shimagami Tensei 5, released November 12th, 2021, composed by Ryota Kazuka and Toshiki Konishi.
coming back in with All That Glitters Is Not Gold from The Artful Escape. Probably my favorite track that we're playing on the episode today, done by Johnny Galvatron and Josh Abrahams. My favorite as well, so much so that I had to uh, remove it from my list because I picked it too. Which is mind-blowing to me because, um, again, this is the first time that we're getting, because the game came out on September 9th. I guess we could have played it, though I don't... Did we do a radio hour in September? I don't remember. Um... This is the first chance that I really had to pick from it, though, and it's so funny that you kind of went the same route, and I and I think you stumbled on it because of the the Game Awards nominations. That's literally why I, I picked all. The, I made sure that we had representation from every game that was nominated for a soundtrack of the year, and then I listened to the whole soundtrack to this game again, and I I, I just narrowed down to two songs. And this is the one I picked. The other one I picked is also pretty good, The City of Glimmer. Yeah, great sound or great uh, piece of music as well. But something about All That Glitters Is Not Gold, something about this particular track. And it's not even like, yeah, The Artful Escape is, is very folksy when it comes to its music. But most of what you hear when you're running around and especially when you're playing is this like cosmic journey type music very uh space opera very electric guitar very synthesizer heavy and every now and then because um the guy you're playing as in the game is more or less like trying not to follow in the footsteps of his famous uncle that was a folk singer but he's kind of fallen into the same traps so there's a lot of moments throughout this game where this heavy excellent folk music like kind of peeks its neck out through the like the craziness of the cosmic clouds and when it does man it's just so freaking beautiful when this game first starts and it starts with a song i told myself i am going to hate this game like this folk music really isn't my thing i mean there's uh, there's always there's always the exception that you know to everything there's always there's, there's great folk songs out there not my thing this, and the guy sounded like bob dylan also not my thing boy was i shocked boy was i surprised i love this game through and through i did everything there is to do in this game oh yeah it's a great journey great experience um one that you know i i was really looking forward to when it was announced i'm glad that it lived up to the hype the music is just so strong it's one of those games that you know if you partake in the recreational weed or anything it'll definitely boost your experience of the game kind of same thing with psychonauts 2 <laughs> ah man what a what a fantastic experience this was and I really appreciated this game for what it was like. It's my front runner for uh, soundtrack of the year for, from the, from the nominations they have there. I could see it. I could see it. Um, very strong game. Again, not much like Haven. Not really a challenging game, right? Like at all. It's not that hard. You are just moving about the landscape, playing your guitar if you want to, and the battles that you have to do are more or less glorified, Simon says. That's pretty much all it is. That is 100% what it is. I didn't fail a single thing along the way, and I was I didn't. I, I didn't either. I didn't either. Yeah, it was, it, was not, uh, it, it was not challenging, but I didn't want it to be challenging. It was more about the experience. It was more about the environment and, and the music and everything that was happening around you like it just dude, it's such I would a cool play game. I would play more games like this too oh yeah like you like I said you would enjoy Haven Haven is very similar you would enjoy Haven uh, very very similar to that artistic style that they went with here my middle track happens to come from a game that 
theoretically is not 100% released yet. Uh, the game doesn't come out until next month, but the multiplayer dropped on Xbox's 20th anniversary on November 15th. So we already do have the game pretty much fired up on, you can play it on Series X, Series S, pretty sure you can play it on Xbox One. I know Kyle and Justin have been playing it on PC, like you can play this game anywhere as long as you have Game Pass or as long as you have access to Xbox. Um, I like, obviously, the classic Halo theme, and I like that about a minute in, they changed up the formula with what we're used to, with a bit different uh, vocal styles and some new instrumentation that wasn't there previously. I like this. I like this version. Yeah, I love the whole class. Whenever they do anything like this, where they play a classic and then things change... That's always cool. And you see that across all kinds of video games where they'll, they'll reprise the intro of something. Zelda's most famous for that. Absolutely. I've been putting a lot of time into the multiplayer over the last week or you? so. Uh, yeah. I Well, Halo's the only multiplayer that I've ever really been, like, good at, if you remember. No, I was never good. bad at Halo. I was never bad at Halo. I generally I was. was pretty good. I was. Um, and I'm, I will say like, I'm not nearly as strong as I was back during the Halo 2, Halo 3 days when I was playing with Tim and Anthony and... It's why I'm afraid to like to play again because like, I was ranked pretty high. Like, you you, you progress up? I used to play with MLG Pro players back in the day when I was in Vegas and uh, there was a time when I was pretty decent at Halo especially during like the Halo 3 days and I remember spending so much time on Xbox Live I, I, I'm fairly certain you and I used to play together but I just it was, there was, it was a whole you, crew it was you, me, my Texas cousins my New York crew well there was a whole crew that I ran with at one point um, and I was putting just hours upon hours into Halo now the only crew you need is the Bandana Boys the Bandana Boys baby coming soon to Sunset Stripped near you uh, I'm still decent at Halo. I can still hold my own. I still maintain a positive KD for the most part. Every match is, is Shoddy Sniper still thing. It is. It is. That's all you need. Um, but it's not like Call of Duty or Battlefield where I have like 20 deaths and five kills, and I just feel like stupid. Well, well, Battlefield is a terrible can, game, and terrible people play it. I can hold my own in Halo. I have always been able to hold my own. Um. But it's a different style of gameplay, right? Like, you're not dying right away because of your shield and because of the, the fast-paced nature and the way, that, the way that most people play Halo. You are able to, if you get caught, a lot of times able to work your way out of it without dying. So um, as I learn the maps better in Halo Infinite and as I kind of just get reacclimated with the game, I'm assuming that I will get somewhat maybe close to the way I used to be. I am having a lot of fun with Infinite. I think that the multiplayer is really strong. I'm looking forward to the campaign. The people that I've heard that are playing it already leading up to the review period have been saying some really strong things about it. Um, supposedly this game is just going to... If you want, Brian, I'll play campaign with you. It Unfortunately, and Justin and I already talked about it because we are going to play campaign together, the co-op campaign isn't available till at least May of next year. Aww. So there is no co-op campaign at the start. You will have to play through it solo. <laughs> I was going to anyway, but I figured I'd play with you as well. No, it would have been fun. I wish we could play together. Um, we'll definitely have to play some multiplayer together. I, I have I'll yet do, to play I'll with anybody. I'll dominate you in Rocket Ball. 
Dude, Oddball's fun. Justin hates Oddball. He's the only one that I've been playing Halo with so far. I haven't linked up with Kyle yet. I haven't linked up with Dan yet. I want to. Um, I think it'd be a lot of fun, especially because you can get like, you know, the 12 on 12 matches going on or whatever it is. Number, I forget. I, I think it's 12. Um, but it's that's where you get your big maps like Blood Gulch and that kind of stuff. It's just, oh man, it's just so much fun. What a great game. I'm looking forward to the, the campaign, but it's nice that we have the multiplayer already and... You know, I, I don't like the season battle pass style or whatever you want to call it, how you have to unlock things, but that's just the nature of the industry at this point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My last track from that block before we close things out and talk about Zanku's last pick. Yeah, we've got Battle Theme V9 from Shin Megami Tensei Five, which just came out uh November 12th, so just a few weeks ago. This was composed by Ryota Kazuka and Toshiki Konishi. I, as we talked about previously, and I, I don't think we actually talked about it on BGB. This may have been on max level because I talked about playing it on there. Um, Justin bought Shin Megami Tensei Five, so I have been playing his copy. This is not a game that I own yet. I will buy my own copy eventually, but again, funds are tight right now, so I've just been playing his version whenever he's not playing it like when he's not here or if it's at night and i know he's in bed i'll sneak upstairs and take it out of his switch and then play it and you know what i mean like <laughs> i uh, i have been putting some time into it that way um he doesn't care i just mean he's not gonna break it down to me to play but i don't mind going up and grabbing it um it's a great game dude it's it's exactly what i wanted from shin megami tensei 5 it brought the series into a more modern gameplay style and gameplay elements putting it more in line with but not directly copying Persona since Persona is the spin-off of Shin Megami Tensei it, it feels a lot more in line with what the previous couple Persona games have been in terms of presentation in terms of style and in terms of actual gameplay it's definitely rooted more in the classic SMT style though it's more challenging than Persona is uh, it's not as graphically or aesthetically pleasing but that's okay like it's, it's a great game and it has a banger soundtrack man and it's very old school jrpg like if that's what you're looking for that's what smt5 is dude good music and a fun game is all you need absolutely and i mean a fun game that's like 50 to 60 hours right like this is a this is a full-fledged jrpg through and through a ton of content here to do a ton of demons to you know to encounter and to try to sway it onto your side and Oh, dude, it, it's, a, it's a really fun game, and I've only managed to get about three hours in so far because, again, I'm only playing it sporadically when I'm able to. Uh, Justin, I think, is about mm, 10 or 11 hours in and has said eh, that it is one of now. his... He's, he said it's actually one of his favorite uh, JRPGs of the last couple years, and, I mean, that's saying something. He plays more JRPGs than I do, so... Uh, I want to own my own copy of this game, though. It is something that I would like to have. So once I'm able to, I will definitely be picking up my own copy. And at that point, I'll probably be investing a ton more time into it and, and finishing it rather quickly because you know me when, when it comes to like Shimagami or Persona. I, I tend to devour these games pretty quickly. You put like 25 <laughs> hours a day into these games. Dude, I finished Persona 5, the base version, in a week and a half, and that was 120 some hours. That would take me my lifetime. It was an amazing game, though. Totally worth every minute that I spent, and I loved it. But I love Shin Megami Tensei Five as well, and it has a great soundtrack. Unfortunate that it's not nominated for anything, because I think it could be. But it probably came out just a bit too late to get nominated for anything for this year's Game of Game Awards. 
it'll win a maxi, don't worry. It'll, it'll win a maxi, baby. <laughs> oh, Frank, I think it's time that we start closing this. It's, it can't even be like a leftover. It, this is like a, like a pre. This is this is basically your Italian Thanksgiving right here. This is basically what this radio hour is. This is your your pre-courses and appetizers and everything before the main feast tomorrow. There you go. I don't and, know. Uh, you, you, you know, you're probably going to fall asleep listening to this episode with all that trip to fans, so, you know, catch, catch a second half on Friday. Yeah, catch the, uh, you'll be able to, uh, <laughs> you'll be able to come back and listen whenever you want. Uh, be safe out there. Uh, obviously, this is a holiday weekend. It's going to be pretty crazy out there if you're traveling. If you're listening to this, be safe. Stay safe. Enjoy some turkey. Enjoy some good family time. Enjoy some shopping, if that's your thing. If you don't live in the States, enjoy your day. I don't know what else to, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> but um, we are going to close out with another pick from Patreon executive producer Zanku. This is his second submission of the episode. And continuing his email from the beginning of the show says the second game I want to submit is another game I rented so many times I could have bought it but for different reasons and this one is the seventh saga for SNES I picked this up because I was and still am a big fan of JRPGs and I hadn't played this one yet this game was frustratingly impossible and I never did finish it not from lack of trying though but anyways, uh, he actually chose two songs from this, and then I kind of settled on this one. He uh, he had submitted the boss battle music and Lively Village, and I kind of settled for Lively Village because I I really like the jauntiness of this tune. Right, it definitely has a a renaissancey feel to it that I knew you would oh, yeah. enjoy as well. Uh, it's it really I could feel the uh, turkey leg in my hand as I heard this song. Well, I mean, it's fitting, right? Because tomorrow's Turkey Day. I don't think I'm going to get the leg, though. What about the neck? What about the wishbone? Uh, the neck is always claimed by my father. Uh, I, I will likely get a breast because I love boobies. <laughs> uh, turkey boobies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm a breast man myself. I, I, I tend to go for the turkey breast. Um, really? Really? I thought you were an ass man. I'm an ass man. Bow, bow. Billy Gunn still looks great, dude. When uh, he, he wrestled Darby recently, was that on Rampage? Dude, he looked phenomenal. I'm an ass man. What a great theme. Well, a crappy theme, actually. But really very iconic. Bad. Very iconic theme from the Attitude Era. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to close out with Lively Village from the Seventh Saga, which was composed by Norihiki Yamanuki. I do like this. Now, I will say Seventh Saga is a game that I don't have a ton of experience with. As Zanku did say, it was frustratingly difficult. And I remember that about this game. I've only played it once. And because it was so challenging, I actually never went back to it. So I don't have a ton of experience with this game. I think that's likely why we've probably never played anything from the Seventh Saga before. But I love that it's finally getting represented. This is a classic Enix title, dude, before they merged with Square. So I'm glad that they were actually getting to uh, to play something on here. I'm glad Zanku submitted these two tracks for the episode. And I'm freaking glad that Zanku is an executive producer. And if you want to be an executive producer, that is something you can be. Head on over to Patreon.com again forward slash RPG era. You can check out our tiers. And if you want to be an executive producer, I'm not going to stop you. You can be. That'd be great. And I'd appreciate it. <laughs> 
<laughs> but Frank, what say we get on out here because we need to prepare for some turkey. Yes, anything else to say the cranberry sauce. No, I think we said it all. <laughs> all right. So that is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible, of course, by RPGera.com. If you like video game music, and more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow this show, subscribe. Uh, well, well, check the description box. I was going to say subscribe and spread the word. It's generally how I uh, how I end the YouTube videos, and I just kind of got stuck in that closeout. I don't know why, but check the description box for ways you can help us, <laughs> including a link to our brand new Patreon, where we need your support now more than ever. That just goes to show I don't read the scripts most of the time. I just do this off the top of my head. While you're browsing the description box, doing it live, baby. While you're browsing the description box, make sure that you click the link to join our Discord community. Taking us out of this episode, we're going to be taking listen to Lively Village once again from the Seventh Saga, released September 1993, composed by Norihiki. Oh, nope, Norihiko Yamanuki. Keep the music playing and keep it loud. Happy, and happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I beat you to it. You did. <laughs>